life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Check, check. One, Can you see? Two, is it three, showing on the one, thing two, that it's... It's showing on the mixer right here. Or on and it's showing on here. One, I'll stop two, moving two, my chair two. around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd hold it at the body. Thanks for tuning in to Road Stories, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Doing things a little different today. Um, back in the bedroom <laughs> instead of the studio. Uh, <laughs> if you looked at the Facebook page, you can see what's going on with the studio right now. Or X-Studio, I should call it. Or Unstudio, as Monty Python would call it. <laughs> mm. Mike Siegel asked the question. Oh, by the way, uh, joining us today, uh, we're going to talk about the, this year's Bridgetown Festival with uh, comedian and producer uh, Andy Wood and yep. comedian and pa- uh, patron of the festival, uh, participant of the <laughs> performer? festival, performer of the festival. Performer? I know yeah, it was a P word. Participant. I participated too. Did you participate? He's a patron of the arts. Patron <laughs> of the arts. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a tour. But before we get started, let me fill you in. Construction. Mike Siegel asked, hey, I I didn't know you uh, you were doing that to your uh, studio, I think is what you said, right? Yeah. Neither did we. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. (laughs) So we've been planning to redo the back studio. And for all the... Check out the picture on Facebook on uh, the Road Stories... the Road Stories page, you can put it up there. And if you haven't liked us on the Road Stories page, for fuck's sake, get off your ass and like us. You've been <laughs> oh, listening. Where else are you going to see pictures of your home construction project? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we've been planning to do something with the house, as you guys know. We've you know when we moved in a couple of years ago, and uh, looks lovely by the way inside. Thank you. Yeah. Thank outside you. a disaster. A fucking night, right? Really a disappointment. I guess. <laughs> well, it's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us a couple of weeks. All right. But you still thought to invite us over and have yeah, to really. subject I mean, us to that? Should, Come on. At least you is... have a remote location for, to yeah. record now. <laughs> so the, we've been trying to get the outside going. We're trying to get the redo the studio. Got to make it my office because my son Frank and I are sharing a room right now and it's driving me and my wife crazy. Frank doesn't mind. No. no. Frank's, <laughs> Frank's good with it. Frank rolls with it. Frank knows how to roll with it. <laughs> Um, so my wife tells me, and you know, these days I'm, I'm staying at home, uh, watching Frank during the day and doing stand up at night. So I'm home every morning. She's like, Hey, the contractor's coming by tomorrow morning. Just kind of check out, check out the studio, you know, kind of get a map of what we're going to do and all that. I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. So I meet him seven o'clock in the morning, me and Frank hanging out with the contractor. He's like, so what are you thinking about doing? You know, I'm like, well, I'm thinking about the desk over there, you know, and door over there he's like yeah yeah man i could tell he's that talk to him for 45 minutes easily 45 minutes babysitter shows up i'm like hey dude all right i'm out here's the permit you asked for i'm gonna go surf for a little while i'll maybe i'll see you later he's like yeah i don't know maybe i'll be here maybe i won't (laughs) go surf hour and a half el porto caught an excellent right i come back the place is fucking gutted Gut, like gutted. Like I, I open my garage door and I'm like, what is all this shit in my garage? Why can't I get my garage? I walk around the corner and that picture, that was like an, two hours after. So there's fucking wow. bricks everywhere. But just, just three guys just. This is the money pit. This, yes. is, the, this is the money pit movie. <laughs> this this, the, so what, did you say you walked through it and you said you wanted to get do work out there, right? Oh, you yeah. You well, wanted yeah. to remodel it. Yeah, yeah. Did but you, you finish no the conversation plan. with and go? Yeah. No, no. There wasn't <laughs> that. I again. want this done when I come back serving. <laughs> not even like, and there were three guys with him. Not even like, oh, by the way, this is Hector. He's heading up the demo. What? Demo? No, no, not <laughs> yeah, even that. Yeah. Didn't even. Wow. I come back and I'm freaking out. I felt bad for the workers because I fucking, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and they're like, what? They all fucking booked. Que paso? And I call, I call my wife. I'm like, did you know they were demoing tonight? And she's like, what? And we got, we got him on the phone. He's like, oh yeah, I guess it's a little miscommunication. Just a tiny. No, one. that's a huge uh, fuck up. That's not miscommunication. Boy. Miscommunation is, oh, I thought you were going to be here at seven, not seven thirty. That's miscommunication. A fuck up is, oh hey, we're coming by at seven. We forgot to tell you we're tearing down your studio. Oh. So it should be like one of those things when they do like an amputation where they make the patient draw an X on the leg that's going to be cut <laughs> yeah. off before they go under. Like, so you're sure this is the leg you want us. To, okay. Smash we're going to cut here. this leg off. Yeah. And then, uh, so I call him and I and we get into a, like a three way phone conversation with my wife cause she was at work and 
And she's like, I got to go. I can't, well, I'll, I'll, deal, I'll deal with this later. So I'm talking to the contractor all the time. He's like, yeah, man. I was you know, like, I told Mary we we're coming in to demo it. And she must have not got I'm like, dude, you really think I'm going to side with you on this? <laughs> you really yeah. think I'm going to say, like, oh, yeah, fucking Mary. She can't ever remember shit. You really think I'm not going to side with my wife in this particular incident? Well, Stop the, blaming my wife. Well, the one leg you can't stand on is the fact that you left your baby and a, a construction <laughs> crew to go surfing. Not, not to make money. a little bit of Not your... to do something good for, for the family. You did something good for you. Trust me, going surfing is good for the family. <laughs> <laughs> Just two hours by myself, nobody shitting, nobody crying, nobody biting my foot. Just people destroying your house. Just people yeah. destroying my house. <laughs> so the good thing is they enraged the Greek and my wife, oh. and she ripped him a new one, man. She ripped that contractor a new one, and she's like, so now I'll have a new studio in three weeks. Nice. Mm-hmm. So until then. We can't hear you. Until then. <laughs> what a professional. It just draws. It's almost like... Uh, like used car salesmen, and they're really bad. If you have to do any construction on your house, I mean, the small part I've done, yeah, contractors are the biggest lease bags. You have uh. to get like eight references, yeah, before yeah. you clear somebody. How would you find this guy? Uh, he's a friend. He actually did the interior here. Okay, yeah. So yeah. you've worked with him before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wasn't a new guy. No, no. But I'll, but I'll back that up though to say how how little credibility someone has just because they're contracted by saying that I actually uh, passed the test to get my contractor's license <laughs> you did? in Portland. Yeah, I thought I was going to do that like six years ago. I bought, I bought this house to fix it up, and uh, a buddy of mine was much handier than I am. And I was like, oh, this guy's really handy, but he's bad with business and organizing things. So uh, I'm just going to get my license, and then I'll work with him. He'll be my, my subcontractor. And then um, he just disappeared one day. He was just gone. But I had my contractor's license that was now useless because I don't. I'm not. I'm not handy enough to do the work myself. But like I know the legal parts of it. Very easy. Like you could just study for an afternoon and go take this test. Really, be a contractor. Oh yeah, yeah. Very easy. Open book test. So oh, yeah, just open the fact book. That you're a contractor doesn't really mean anything. No, yeah. Well, I got I got a friend who does it and didn't even get, doesn't didn't even bother to get his license. He's like, I do, oh, yeah. I do. You get unlicensed cra- contracts yeah, yeah. everywhere. He's like, I'm not going to bother with the money. I, you know, I, yeah. I know the inspectors, they do my work. I do what, what's it called? The basic, yeah. I do basic plus 10% or whatever, you know, he does 10% over what he's supposed to do. He's like, I'm not going to bother with the money. Yeah. So until, uh, for three weeks, we'll be, uh, doing it out of the master bedroom. It's cozy. I like it. It's nice. You guys got a nice fireplace behind yeah, you. It's beautiful. Should have lit with fireplace. <laughs> it is nice. I actually like that. I did a few here when my, uh. And parents were in town, and my father-in-law was in town for a month straight over the holidays. So, oh, that's, had to, that's cozy. That was awesome. <laughs> um, I do like do I like all the wood in your house. It, it feels very homey. Yeah, I just went to. Uh, have you been to the Hotel Del Coronado before in San Diego? No, I've been wanting yes. to go down there. It's incredible. I hear it's nice. Yes. It's incredible. Yeah, I yeah. think it's one of the largest wooden buildings in the country, or mm, oldest. That's true. And some combination. And of And the those bar two. there is is gorgeous. The one yeah. right that overlooks the. Oh the yeah, bay. yeah, yeah. Oh. But just the lobby, the woodwork, like the box beam ceilings, all the intricate, like everything is just deep, deep. Dark mahogany uh-huh. wood all throughout the building. Did you stay there or did you just? Didn't, no, I just, well, it's like $300 a night. Yeah, no, I was going to say. It's, it's, I never stayed there. It's either. got a kind of like overlook. <laughs> We're going to go see it. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the Shining Hotel. Oh, wow. Feel. I mean, it's, uh, it's more charm than that, a little bit less terrifying. But um, there's all these photos they shot, um, some like it hot, I think. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they shot scenes from there. So there's like photo stills from the movie all over the place. Tony Curtis and Jack Lemon? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's that's my saga. Uh, the reason I brought these two on is because um, I couldn't make it to Bridgetown this year, which I was really bummed out about. I was I was all ready to go, then I got that pi- I got two pilots, and I wasn't able to go. And good was, reason not to go. I was depressed going to the bank every Friday, <laughs> depositing checks. It was really. And rough. now you're handing it over to the contract. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he's knocked off some prices. <laughs> it's either that or a lawsuit. Uh, but before we get into Bridgetown, I wanted to talk about uh, last Sunday night. Last Sunday night? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Siegel and uh, I were at the Improv last Sunday night. Oh, nice. And um, this woman, Leslie Wolf, does a uh, stand-up class. She teaches stand-up class. Uh, your opinion on stand-up classes, it, either or, I don't care. Um, I'm not going to state mine now because Leslie Wolf is a nice <laughs> person. Um, but she asked me to come in and headline it. You know, they always have... Uh, professional come in and headline it and I've done it before and it's great the place is packed yeah. always you know because everybody's coming out to see their friends and uh, Mike Siegel hosted it so Mike and I were the only like two 
pros on the show, right? Oh, uh, that woman uh, was it Sarah? No, uh, the older woman. Oh, oh yeah, I, I forget. She name. came up during the check. She's on drop. Lifetime or something. Oh yeah, but she was a pro though. Yeah, yeah, Meredith yeah. Baxter Bernie. Yes, yes it, <laughs> it was her. <laughs> Baxter Bernie. Yes. Oh, that's right, because she came up during the check drop. Yes. Like the first five minutes, she was just like scrambling. But Which was she, a kind thing to do to the students, you know, let, let yeah, them yeah. to check on the pro. And yeah, then, so, and she yeah. brought it back. Don't get me wrong. No, she, she did. She, she did a good job. Yeah, she was great. And I forgot about her. Neither of us can remember her name. Yeah. <laughs> but were there some good students in the, in the mix? Did you like some you of them? You know, the... there were. Some people, you know, they had, uh, you can tell the ones that were like actors who yeah. definitely yeah, had like, that's... they have stage presence and right. no jokes, mm-hmm. but they still, you know, they're, they look comfortable yeah, yeah. up there. That's but, yeah. a good observation. I made that observation myself. But, you know, I think the classes are decent for people who just want to do it once mm-hmm. and just kind of get it out of it. And they have their one big show. They can bring all their friends out to, like, the most famous comedy club right. in the world. It was Although like, they make them block the sign. Yeah. <laughs> they, they hang a tarp over the, the club improv. Makes them block the improv. <laughs> because all those clips end up in the internet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, you're not want... kidding. No, I swear to God. Oh, no, my God. The club that's puts insane. like a blanket over the improv letters wow. across I the brick wall. That's part of the appeal. Like, so, so the club's not making any money, and that's why they don't want to do it because they don't want to have No, the club's making money. It was packed because all these people are doing it for the first time. It was like 13 students, so, and they bring no, all their coworkers would, and their friends. Yeah. and Because so they, the they don't want a guy doing his first set ever. On the internet with the fucking world famous improv sign behind his head, putting their stamp of approval. On yeah, yeah, that's sending it yeah. around the country. Trying Even to get now, I, I have to call if I'm taping there. I have to call the booker and say, "Hey, Jamie, I'm going to tape there. Is that cool?" It's yeah. Like, yeah, you have to get their permission. Even now, but I get uh, that part. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was fun to do. It, it was. was there was a lot of people on the show, though. It was like probably too many people. It was yeah. like 13, 14 wow. students. They're all doing like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's... So I had the longest job of the night because I'm up there every five Hosting, minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like but hosting open mic it was, nights. It was fun, though. He did a fucking bang up job, too, man. That was, you. it was, he thank was really you. funny. As you did, and oh, two women you. who hated you. Uh, that's what I wanted to I talk saw about. After the show, yeah. So I'm, I get there. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on getting there till like eight or something like that. But for some reason, Mary got home early and I, and yeah. I, and I made like zero traffic. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. It's the, it's the Sunday's the night before. Oh Memorial yeah, Day. it's yeah, still yeah. a weekend night. Yeah. By the way, the best night to perform stand up. The yeah, Sunday night before Memorial Day jammed. weekend. Any club, any club. That and the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I always think packed. Sunday. The, the, everyone's already kind of drunk from barbecues throughout the weekend. Like, isn't that kind of a? They're like logi, logi, whatever that word is, from being out in the sun, logi, from being out in the sun all day and drinking. Or I get that too. But I think the only thing, the only reason was packed because it was the. No, um, I've done students. I've done Sunday nights before Memorial Days before, and they've always been packed. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there is something to. For the fact that there's not much else to do, they're a little logy though. Logi. Yeah, logy, <laughs> logy. I'm, I'm thinking Just of Robert. I'm sorry. I'm thinking logy. of Robert Logia. I'm sorry. Yeah, the shows exactly. I'm always at on Sunday. Logia, Logia, and his friends are always. But it was a good show. You're I raced Logia in uh, 2004 at Winter Olympics. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Logia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought we were still doing logia? that. We're not doing the Logia <laughs> thing no, no, anything. No, we're, we're we stopped. Logia. Okay, the four man Logia. <laughs> um, so I'm in the back. I watch all the students. I'm like, you know what? I'm here. Might as well. And. And through the whole show, these two girls are in the front row, fucking texting and taking mm. selfies. You know, now they call them selfies. Yeah. Little self-portraits off the yeah. thing the whole time. Mike said something about texting in the beginning. They didn't fucking hear him. The doorman went down and said something to him. Weren't they holding up an iPad, too, at one point? Or was that them? No, that was another person. Oh, okay. And there's the whole time they're just texting and doing the whole thing. And it, it pissed me off, but I, I didn't think about it when I went on stage and yeah. I go on stage and I'm doing a bit about cell phones driving and with cell phones in the car and as I'm doing that they do like a and take their own picture again and then I, I, I go you know I'm mimicking like I'm on the phone and then and then we're gonna go to the improv and take pictures of ourselves and be self-centered and fucking ruin the yeah. whole show for everybody the place blew up man the place just went Rah! and then I ripped on him for five minutes and they didn't like me did they engage you though? Did they try to fight back or anything? No, they like crossed their arms and sat oh, there like this. Yeah. And then they tried to take my picture with a real camera. And then I said something about, I don't know. To make it up to you or something? I know, I know. I flipped them off like that Johnny Cash, that picture on the Urban Outfitters t shirts. <laughs> really, and it's really the worst spot for them to sit because the people in the back can't hear them right. blabbing. So they just hear you ripping on somebody in the front row. And they're like, oh, what did they do? 
Yeah, well, yeah. you can't hear it, but they're being, you know, the yeah, most they're, annoying, you know, bitches you've but ever... But they could see him take the, you know, held their hand up really yeah, high and take their... Because yeah. I'm telling you, like, six yeah. people came up to me afterwards, like, thank God you said something to them. They were fucking oh, nice, talking nice. through the whole thing and all that. But uh, apparently it didn't go over too well with those two. They were hated they friends me. friends of two of the... I guess they were friends of two of the... friends or, of one of the... Uh, Students, yeah, one of yeah. the comics. Oh, so then they come Who up to me after. Turned out to be very annoying herself. Mm. Oh, really? Saw them after the show. Yeah. Oh, they all congregate together. They were loud. Um, they come up. They were. I met them when they were complaining about you. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the well, two girls. We'll get to that complaint. Let's okay. let's gotta gotta, gotta gotta preface that story with this one. And so at the end of the show, we're hanging out at the bar or whatever, having drinks, and I go back into the green, back into the room to talk to Rita because I ripped, I did up ripping the blanket off the improv sign. During when I, during I was yeah, set, yeah. and uh, I just wanted to make sure it was cool with the manager. She's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want to do, Murray. <laughs> um, so they, they corner me at the door, at the door, and they come in, and they're all, there you are. There you are. And they cross their arms. And they go, we want to know what five minutes of jokes you were going to do if we weren't there. We want to hear them right now. Tell us those oh, five-minute oh, jokes you want to hear. What an entitled piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> And so I go, well, I'll tell you what, you can pay $20 next Saturday, come back and see him. Yeah. And I walked away and the doorman closed the door on him. <laughs> it was awesome. That's awesome. It was awesome. And then that's when they decided I was an asshole, I think. God. Of right? all the things, I, I, I would have been the last thing I would have guessed they would have had the balls to come up to you and say. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're, you should be thanking them, is what they're saying. Literally at the like at, We gave you... They had no concept that they were doing anything wrong. Yeah. At any point, did they think that they just thought, oh, why can't we just snap photos and write the front row of a a show? And yeah. Why would this bother anybody? Why would this draw focus away from (laughs) Why would, and a flash too, by the way. And a flash. flash. Yeah, sure. On the cell phone. Not even, not even just a, but a flash. (laughs) I just, I can't believe people that think that hecklers help a show or they'll see some show where a comic does something funny to a heckler and then they're like, oh, well then. Therefore, heckling is good because something good came of this. Right, you know? right. I'm, an, I'm just helping the show. Like, no, you're not. Anybody listening to this, don't think you're ever helping the show. Even if you've seen it end up funny in some <laughs> cases, you're not helping the show. There was a plan in place. You didn't have to talk. Don't so talk. So we, we had a beer, and then you left. And then I'm, had to go and home. the minute you walked out the door, those two, one girl comes up to me, one of the girls, and I didn't know it was one of them. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh, um, what was the name of the last uh, comedian that was up there? I said, who, oh, Marie Valeriano. And she goes, mur, mur, okay, because he was really mean to us, and you know we were gonna look him up on. Did you say uh, Maury? Uh, yes, that's it. Maury, <laughs> Maury, Maury Ma- Valero. You said Valero. Yes, that's it. And then they asked if, if I had your like phone number. Uh, see, they wanted me. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were, they were gonna like harass the crap out of you. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's oh, a good friend like, for not you, giving me. Are my... you Facebook friends with him? Are you? Good? <laughs> I went. Nope. Wow. Don't know him. Just met him tonight, actually. And you know what? Heard zero from them. Oh, like, good. like how come? How come? I should have given them the, your phone number. Just how come the fucking hecklers I slam are too stupid to write a blog? Like, <laughs> how, you know, everybody's getting blogged about rick, ripping on hecklers, and I can't get. You know, you're hearing about all these comics who are, you know, offending women. Well, maybe I can't get any told press. Them, yeah, maybe if you'd suggested that the audience gang rape them, oh, yeah, good, that's you would have gotten some heat. You that's what some, I should have done. Well, speaking yeah. of a heckler, I can segue into Bridgetown with that. Oh, you got a heckler at Bridgetown. Well, a little bit, because I went to the um, one night, I think it was Friday or Saturday of Bridgetown, we were in the open mic. What was mm-hmm. it? The, uh, the tanker? The tanker. Again? Yeah, yeah. I think I was there for this, maybe. I don't know. Well, I go up. Ron Lynch running it? Ron still Lynch was running it. Okay. And I go up, and it was like the minute he brought me, I wasn't planning on doing it, I went to see Mike Schmidt mm-hmm. perform, who did really well, and then I, and I was like, oh. Okay, I'll do it. And then I signed up. And the minute as I'm walking on stage, this group of people, these ra- loud oh. chicks and just who had no acknowledgement there was people talking up on the, just went right to the bar and were loud, screaming, yelling. And I started talking. And then I re- it was just got louder and louder mm-hmm. by the bar. Yeah. But and then I was just like, well, should I stop? And I asked the people who were actually listening over here, what, should I keep going? Or should, okay, I'll talk to you guys. Yeah. I'm talking to them. And right when I said that, Ron Lynch, who admitted that night that he never drinks, <laughs> but that night had whiskey or something, yes. walks up while I'm standing up there, grabs the mic and goes, hey, you, shut the fuck up at the bar, and just walks him off. <laughs> it was like your father just come up and just, give me that. 
fuck, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, I guess I'll finish now. That, f- that fucking festival needs to be better produced. That was the only room though. That was the only incident of crowd. But, thing, that's, you know? okay. but you know what? And they left because I think they, I think they were like locals and a either had no idea that there was going to be comedy that night. Yeah. That's and it was probably like, this is our bar. Who are they to tell us to shut up? Right. And you know, and, you know, but the, te- but it's, suppo- it's, that's that's what that bar that's is what that for room that is weekend. right yeah. yeah well that's the tricky thing though because when we first came to that bar and suggested it they're like well we have all these regulars and it's also like a sports bar kind mm-hmm. of so i think it's the festival's almost always during the playoffs so there's always things to consider but uh all I ask of them is that we have some way of making it so only people who want to see comedy like we don't even make any money off that room like we charge right. like 10 bucks ahead or you can get it with your wristband but um it makes so little money over the course of the weekend. But the only that's reason we charge money is just to keep to weed them out. Yeah, and yeah, the, the bar smart. is always this battle with the bar of like, well, can we just let in some regular? Like, yeah. If it's going to be anybody who is mad that there's a comedy show, then no, then we won't do it. <laughs> like, I want it to be only people who want to see comedy and aren't like put out that it's happening. Like, it's the only reason there's a cover there at all. Well, bars so, that aren't used to it, they don't know that it's not the same as music. Like, yeah, it's not the same it's as having a, a guy with a guitar you... or something like that up there. You know, yeah, you can't yeah. talk over it. Yeah, but I, uh, other than that, I mean, I saw some great sets in there. So it was just it like is, hit I mean, or miss. We yeah. would, we would just, stop if people didn't love it, but the comics yeah, yeah. love it, and sometimes it has some of the best moments in the Absolutely. festival. Absolutely. And so. I saw great sets in there. It was just a perfect timing as right, I was right. walking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This crowd of assholes just came in. <laughs> oh. I was just like, and they were hammered. Hammered. That I, was Riley I, Newton's idea, wasn't it? It was Riley's idea to have the thing in the first place and be this. So for people that haven't been to the festival, it's just this nonstop open mic of sorts. The whole weekend, all four nights, anybody in the festival, any performers can put their name in and just do a set. So you never know who's going to be there, but always... The big names always end up doing it. Like Jeannie Garofalo was there mm-hmm. multiple times a night, every night when she was there. And, you know, it's because it's, it's a fun. Yeah. Like it's like the real, it's like the crucible of comedy. It's like what comedy is supposed to be yeah. kind I of. I saw Matt Bronger in there, who was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had to fight a girl a couple of years ago. I wasn't even, I'm not a very confrontational guy. Like I, I'm scared of confrontation, in fact. But this girl was talking <laughs> so loudly. I'm standing right by her. And I just said, could you please not talk? There's a comedy show. And she goes, who the fuck are you? And I'm like trying to hold back from this. I'm like, mm, I'm the guy who puts this thing on. I'm, I'm <laughs> God damn it. I've been working for three months. Uh, and uh, I forgot what I actually said. I know I didn't say, I know I didn't swear at her. Uh, I was getting heated. Like it was more like my expression and my tone of voice, uh-huh. but I wasn't saying anything that was offensive or anything. I was just saying this, I, I'm the one who puts this on and this, this <laughs> yeah. is comedy. If you want to go somewhere else, you can. But there's a fucking show going on. Maybe I swore in that way, but yeah. I didn't. Um, anyway, so then I get I get uh, the bartender or maybe even the owner of the bar pulls me aside, takes me outside. So I guess that girl was the girlfriend of the bar manager or owner. Oh, um, and he's like, uh, I just uh, had a report from this girl that um, you told her to shut the fuck up. And I'm like, nope, I did not say that. There's no two ways about it. I definitely didn't say that. I'll tell you exactly what I said. It's this, this, and this. And she told me, she said, who the fuck are you? And fuck off. I'm like, no, that's definitely no, like, I'm in the right here. And we'll stop doing this thing altogether at this bar. If you're really going to side with this drunk girl who's talking during a comedy show who won't respect that. I just asked her to stop talking. Did you tell him you had a contractor's license too? And I have a contractor's <laughs> license. I, I have this place demolished. Next door and put you out of business. Yeah. If you leave for an hour, I'll demolish this place. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the other thing people don't understand about hecklers and and the two girls kind of got it from me on Sunday night. Like my, not to get too graphic or gross, but Frank had like massive diarrhea all day. And it was just, my house smelled, <laughs> my house smelled like poop. And it was just, I couldn't, it was just, and it was just everywhere and cleaning up. And so not only was, were they getting me being mad about them texting, they were getting me mad about cleaning up shit all day too. You know, so like <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. catch the wrong... It wasn't all about them. Yeah, they, they were probably me. There was a lot of me venting. See, I've never seen you like snap on somebody before in the crowd or anything. Is that normal? I mean, is what you did with them, is that your normal... I didn't um, think it was that bad. I don't think. I, mean, I don't think. I didn't like big story. You were only on. doing like an eight minute set, though. Yeah, I mean, you could have just plowed through it and gotten off, and then bitched them out afterwards. Well, I if they didn't if they didn't continue to challenge me, I was just going to point them out yeah. and move on. But well, then, first see, of all, the club like, should be. I was in the be... back watching you. I couldn't hear them. Were they talking to you as you were talking to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 
the club usually polices phone like picture stuff pretty quickly too. I'm surprised someone didn't come over as soon as they saw a hand go up. Well, I think it's because it wasn't an improv show. Oh, okay, an actual improv show. Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking, and and since the carpet or the blanket was up over the sign, but now that the improv's redone, have you been in there since they redid it? Really nice. There's one door in the back and just one door guy. So there used to be a door guy on the side who could see the whole room, a door guy on the other side who could see the whole room, and a manager walking through. You can't really walk through anymore. Yeah, yeah. So police in that room is not going to be as easy as it used to be. Yeah, I thought we were going to bring that up maybe. What do you think of the overall renovation like to the bar? You think that, what do you think of the new white hotel bar-looking thing off to the side? The Hollywood Improv uh, just redid it. I mean, that's, that's, I think it's... It's been like that since it burned down in 78, you know? They haven't done With the it. bar out in the front by the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that that classic that classic improv is now completely changed the room. There's a bar on the outside. You can only get in one way. And There's the old bar is going to be a restaurant. Restaurant, yeah. A separate and business the, altogether? Uh yeah, it's going to be I think they're licensing it licensing it to another oh, restaurateur really? and it's going to be have a whole theme oh. restaurant. It's going to be a different hmm. thing. But I think one of the things that we're trying to avoid was that mob that would come out, you know, that whole clusterfuck when a crowd was letting out and the other crowds lining up to get in yeah. and the bars right there and it was just a mob of people and nobody could move. But I- we came out of that one. <laughs> people are still coming out into like a smaller room. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. And it's solve getting that. jammed up. It is not really. But not like that was nothing, because I don't know what show was behind us. But I did the Friday night before that Sunday night show. Uh, it was me, Sully McCullough, and Orny Adams. That's why I stopped in. That's yeah. when they had the Kevin Smith show. Yeah, they had that. Kevin Smith's doing his, sh- his uh, podcast, podcast oh, okay, from yeah. there. Now sold out. Sold out. Getting out of that place was it, yeah. It's uh, it's yeah. like it's funneling what three hundred people in and three hundred people out at yeah. the same time if both those are sold out. So I don't know Unless they well can utilize that parking area as like an extended kind of like an outdoor patio kind of thing. I think they're trying cool. to do that. There's yeah, some... it's sort of turning into that. It was that would be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And because that would ease up a lot of the crush. Hmm. And plus, you could sell them drinks while they're standing in line. That's yeah. Cool. I and mean, they could like get... Ooh, they could be nice and hammered by the time we even go yeah. up. <laughs> well, I mean, for money, well, you get right. one, two drinks out of them before they even get their two drink minimum. No, that's, yeah. a, good, that's, yeah. that's a good point. But I like that hotel. I like that bar. I, I like got the bar. There's more space now. Yeah, it's like a horseshoe bar so you mm-hmm. can actually you know talk to people. And, and they're going to have yeah. shows in there, they say, but I don't know how oh, that nice. well that's going to work out. I think they want to do music. As well. I like a small, like an acoustic thing. Yeah. And stand up, they said. I was talking to Dan. I'll go up there and then have Ron Lynch come up here. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, shut it. Speaking of, I was there. I'm not going to say who said this to me. Um, Maybe I will. I want to get him on the show uh, soon. And I don't mean this is a derogatory thing, but I did a show uh, the other night at the improv and I got off stage and I had a good set. I'm not going to lie. I had a good set and I get off and the comic goes, You made them like you. I walked away and I'm like, that. I'm like what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And the um, funny thing thanks, is, thanks, I think. And the funny thing is, the last time we worked, and this was two years ago, I don't even think you remember saying it to me. We were at the Ice House and I worked with this guy. And I got off stage and he said, You can say anything and they'll laugh. And I thought, Oh, that's. N- Wait, Wait a minute. I, mean, I can or the overall <laughs> you? Can. Like, he, this guy is the king of questionable compliments. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you could be up there doing your bad jokes and, and they'll laugh. Yeah. So like, I want to write both of those down in case I ever yeah. want to give a backhanded compliment. <laughs> that is pretty good. Those are two of the best. Yeah. And I, I you made them like you. <laughs> I like that. I don't. What does that mean? I don't know what is that, that means. And I, I called them on they that. They really one. didn't want to. They against yeah, you made, against you them. made it against their will. They, you know, you made them like something. I, ca- I called them on that one, though. Um, as he was walking by, I said, uh, you made them like you. You made the them best. like you. What is that? Is that? And let me tell you, I had a good set. It wasn't like, and you know, Dom Herrera went up before me and I was not happy about that, but he didn't have that good of a set. Really? Yeah. I was wow. very surprised. He always kills. Usually. I know. Yeah. And he, but he was, the best thing about watching Dom, even when he wasn't having a good set, he didn't care. Why would he? Yeah. He's been doing yeah. this 40 years. Yeah. yeah, and I thought he was fucking hysterical. You know what, the MC, I don't know, the MC didn't really get the crowd going, you know, and it was like a half house, half size house, so, you know, everybody's always a little intimidated to yeah. laugh, and then uh, I made them like me. You made <laughs> them like I don't, you. What is that? Is my reading into that? Cause I, I, like no, no, I said, no, that's the, a shitty thing to say. Yeah, there's no way you can read that as a pure compliment. Okay, because I said, yeah. whoa, is that an insult? And he's like, no, no, man. No, it can... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it can't say they were a bad crowd. Maybe he saw Dom and said, wow, they're not even liking Dom. This is a shitty crowd. He might have said, like, hey, you made them like you or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, 
You turned them. Like yeah, you turned that crowd. The better yeah. way of saying it would be like you turned you turned that crowd around would be better than you made yeah. them like you. Like because like the turn the crowd out means it was bad before you got up there. Made right. them like you implies that like there was something unlikable about you to begin with. <laughs> right. You remedied that. But I made them like me. So I mean you did, you did make them like you. Like, it's right, it's fifty. It's better 50. than you made them hate you. That's true. Well, that would imply that I was likable at one point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's 50-50, right? 50 good, 50 bad. Yeah. yeah. Net compliment. It's a wash. All right. I'll take Net it. Net compliment of zero. <laughs> so, listen, I, I don't know. I wanted to save this for later, but um, we'll get into it right now since I did 20 minutes on my fucking contractor. <laughs> um, you got to tell us about uh, Gallagher. Oh at my the god! Festival this year, I, I Gallagher really, was. I really oh, we forgot okay. about that. Can we? I will, say, I will set this up in the fact that you you weren't there, right? But the only times I saw Gallagher, I didn't see any of the podcast. I'm sorry, I missed your oh, live okay. podcast there, and I didn't see any of the other. He did what? Two others? Three? He others? did three podcasts. Yeah, he did three all together. And but I did see him hanging out in front of uh, what the the big theater, Mount Tabor. Maybe he was just kind of Mount hold, holding theater. court on the. He sidewalk. He was always hanging out, yeah. mm-hmm. stoned on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, alone by himself. And it just seemed like the saddest thing. It Where was, was his brother? The, uh, <laughs> touring and doing his act. Well, should you? Should we talk about Ga- the first time you saw Gallagher? Um, oh, I guess I guess so. Yeah, I never really gave the context on that when I on our podcast because it would seem like then I was setting him up to be mocked because yeah, well, the first time I saw him was at the Ventura Comedy Festival. Oh, right. I came out to see you and surf yeah, a little yeah. bit, uh, and he was headlining. He was doing a huge theater there. I forgot what the one downtown's called, but. Um, we we had free tickets, so it's shitty of me, admittedly, to like take a free ticket to something and then go, and go shit all over about no. it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, April and I decided to go and and that would la- be April Macy. Ladies <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, April Richardson and I went to go live live tweet from the show, um, which admittedly is a little douchey. But were you going there with? For I had a, an open mind. Yeah, I grew I, up you're not liking a, him. Yeah. I, mean, I knew he was kind of a laughing stock now, and I'd read articles about things he'd done on stage recently that were pretty shitty. But I mean, but you're I still, a very likable, nice, non-confrontational, licensed contractor. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think because when you told me you were doing it, I didn't think, oh, yeah. he's gonna fucking go and rip Gallagher a new one on Twitter. You know, I thought he was just gonna go and check it out because it's Gallagher. Yeah, you have a free ticket. Why wouldn't you go check it it's out? It's like if he hadn't done the things he's done in the last five or ten years, I would have held him in the same esteem as like um, maybe not quite as high as Weird Al, but it's someone from my childhood. Sure, that I that I loved at a time. Weird Al, I never stopped loving, and I got to meet him last weekend. It was the biggest thrill of my life. But anyway, um, so what did he do in the last five or ten years that? Well, he's that just, knocked you off the roller skates train. I've just read articles about him showing up at shows and uh, either heckling or just saying racist stuff mm-hmm. or um, just one of those two, I guess. Okay. And then Brooks Whelan, who co-hosts the podcast I do, probably Science, um, told a story about him showing up at an open mic in Iowa when he was starting out and just sitting in the back of the room, going, "No, no, no, that's <laughs> not how you do it." Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Boy, but he wouldn't get up on stage and do comedy, which was also the case at Bridgetown. He had plenty of advice, but he won't actually get Oh, up. he wouldn't do a set. No, he refused to do a set. He said he was going to do one at this midnight show that Ron was hosting. I think it was actually the Tomorrow Show. Uh-huh. He came down and then and then backed out. And it was going to be like, a, it wasn't even stand-up. Like he was going to do a stunt. Like it was a it was a variety show. Sure. Ron does a, a variety show as yeah. opposed to your typical sta- stand-up show. So it was like a no, there's no way he could have lost on it. People would have loved it because he was going to do like a hula hooping thing where he lies between two chairs and does it like horizontally. Like, Is he a good hula hooper? I guess he can do some physical stuff like okay. that. And like that would have been something that no one's going to get offended about. If people right. would be thrilled, they can say they saw Gal. Like, I don't sure. know why he decided not to do it. Anyway, so we went. We live tweeted this show, and uh, this is still Adventure. Adventure. This is late 2011, and in fairness, like some of the stuff was legitimately funny, and mm-hmm. I was and I was trying to be fair and mention the things that I thought were funny. But then he would just go on these jags about how much he hates all the French words in our language. Like he gets mad that we use words like um, um, I can't even think of one now. Like uh, ooh, like. <laughs> I was going to say garage. That sounds French. <laughs> Probably not one of those. Um, Ooh, Mr. Fancy Pants with a garage. Yeah. Um, how, how can I not pull a single one? I mean, there's tons of these words that are in our language, that are, you know, French words that we rendezvous? use. Rendezvous? Rendezvous, something like that. Crepe? Is rendezvous, getting, I don't even know if rendezvous is French. He was getting French. really okay. mad about those words being in our language. Um, he got really sexist and racist. He said, one of his uh, jokes, I'm making air quotes, was, uh, I miss Sarah Palin. There's something sexy about a dumb bitch. Well, that's the joke. <laughs> Take it or leave it. That's that was one of his jokes. Um, you know what? He made them like him. <laughs> he did. 
No, he did the opposite. <laughs> At this show, it was also a slog. It was a three-hour... Three hours? Death three march. hours? Oh, he didn't break dude, out... That's Carlos dude. Mencia time. That's he didn't wrong. break out the sledgehammer until two hours and 45 minutes into the that's show. That's the part that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. So he had diehard fans there that came with their own ponchos. The tarp. Yeah. He was walking people in ponchos. Like, oh. people gave up on him who came in ponchos. Like, that's his core fan base. But I think he just wants to be respected as this. I think he he wants to get away from the sledgematic a little bit. And he but thinks, he can't. I mean, there's no way he can to. do not do it. I mean, yeah. Another weird riot thing, if you didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Half the people are there to see that stupid bit. He had this whole table with all these foodstuffs on stage the entire three hours. So all you just can do taunting is you. Look at that. Right. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's like the, the gun on the mantle in Chekhov's yeah. first act yeah. or whatever. It's a fruit salad. I can't yeah, wait to... There's, oh. And then the best thing was that... Um, he's going near the watermelon. He's going near the watermelon. The watermelon. Oh. He's just getting a drink. You'd think he was going to smash a whole watermelon. No, they were... <laughs> I, I'm guessing what happens is he doesn't travel with watermelons, so he's subject to whatever is available at the grocery store whenever Tony's performing. His rider must be like nine pages. So oh, yeah. he, he was smashing watermelon wedges. <laughs> <laughs> quarters of watermelons was what he had to smash I'm guessing because Ralph's and Ventura didn't have a full uncut watermelon granted so. this was November they're not in season yeah yeah so but I mean you think that that's that essential to your career you'd have some kind of like contingency plan for procuring watermelons <laughs> I don't know but yeah so he was doing all this racist stuff eventually smashed things but it was just a slog like what else? he also said um, he was very he's got some weird opinions about Mexican immigration and oh uh, I'm sure he got into that on my podcast, actually. But at the Ventura Festival, I remember he said uh, he doesn't understand why you would trust um, Mexican people to do construction on your home. Why am I going to let someone who lives in a cardboard lean-to do construction on my house? You know like, what they'll do? Like, they'll fucking tear down your, your studio is what they'll do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he had some opinions about stuff that... Uh, Wait, he lives in a lean-to? No, no, he's, he's saying like why his his stereotype is that like he that believes Mexicans live in lean-tos. Yes, so therefore they shouldn't be doing construction on your house. And that was a topic revisited on my podcast. So he came on to a bunch of podcasts at Bridgetown because he did manager, yours. He did uh, Baron, Walk, in the, Walk in, the in the Room and Paul Goebbels. And the order oh, he did was, Goebbels, okay. Yeah, he did Walk in the Room first, then mine, the science one the next day, and then Paul Goebbels. And uh, Walk in the Room, it was really sad. It was just kind of like he's ready for death kind of stuff like so yeah well i asked dave about it afterwards i didn't yeah. see it i said what was he like he's like he seems like a guy who's waiting to die huh yeah it was, he's had like four heart attacks or something yeah right? a, and one of them on on tape you Gallagher, can see that footage dave. oh really you haven't seen it no oh my god it's like the end of the wrestler like he lifts up the sledgehammer about to hit the watermelon and is singing and the rocket's red Claire smashes it down, falls to the ground. It's like the natural when he's rounding the bases oh. and his Holy appendix crap. bursts or whatever. Yeah, he just has a heart attack while he smashes the watermelon and he's singing and the rocket's red glare. He goes straight now down. Makes well, sense. Thanks for ruining the natural and the rest of the formula. <laughs> now it makes sense why he doesn't want to get near that uh, watermelon until full two hours and 45 minutes into the set. Just a small yeah. wedge up there. I can't swing <laughs> yeah. the... Oh. Wow, I had no idea. So as a contractor, yeah. uh, how useful is this legomatic on a site? I really want to know how, how heavy it is because it seems like it can't be too heavy with the way he can heft it over his head, but it does seem to have packs quite a wad with no, what yeah, it can absolutely. destroy. How much has he got to pay to take that thing on a plane these days? Oh, God, I wonder yeah. if it must be like, it must be uh, something you can break down, right? Into some kind of carrying I would case. hope, yeah. <laughs> he's got like, a sledgematic. <laughs> what did, uh, what, what it was it, Wonder Boy on the bat in the yeah, natural? Wonder Boy. <laughs> he's got his own little case. <laughs> well, oh. why do you think... Like Dave said, that he just has a manager now. He doesn't even have a home, right? He well, that's, like, he wouldn't even answer where he lives when he was on uh, Dave's podcast. Like he was, maybe he's just bouncing from place to pl- living in hotels. I don't. Is know. he still performing a lot though? That's my question. I think he is, and he can still command a decent rate. I think for these shows, like, sure, he can do big like fairs and things. How so. big was it in the at the Ventura Festival you saw? Um, the venue probably holds fifteen hundred. It wasn't. Full, but it was over half full. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a flop. Um, and it's also Ventura, a very small town. Yeah, too, yeah. So. And again, like I feel bad. Like I'm not just ripping on him. I, and well, and we I, don't. The, the road stories is not a yeah, rip no, on he, other, and we're not. And like, I wouldn't feel as bad though if he hadn't. So he came on our podcast the next day, and I saw him on Walking the Room. I thought, okay, well, he's maybe a little bit sad and broken, but like he's not trying to push people's buttons. He's not trying to like rile people up. And I, I'd heard him on Mark Maron's podcast, and I didn't want to do anything like like. As much as he was in the wrong, he was a little bit racist and sexist, Marin wouldn't let those things go. Like, I wanted to hear his story. I wanted to yeah. hear Gallagher's story. I heard that story. one, too, and he walked out of the room. He, he walked left out of the room, through, yeah. probably because Marin wouldn't move past the things that 
bothered Gallagher, which... So Gallagher walked out of the room during their During Marin's. During Marin's podcast. Yeah. What do you think is worse, walking out of the room during a podcast or calling an hour before you're doing somebody's podcast and say you can't do it? <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. I don't know. Not, not, tie, happens not tying that to anybody this, like yeah, Mark yeah, Marin or anything like that. Uh, not just, just a thought. I'm sorry. Go on. Uh, but anyhow, so I wasn't trying. I was thinking like, what we're going to do is try to talk about science, which my podcast does. And he has a chemical engineering yeah, degree. Yeah, I was going to say. He has patents. Like, this will be really interesting. We'll see a whole different side of him. That's genuinely what I wanted. I didn't, I wasn't hoping for controversy. Um, but yeah, like out of the gates, he was just really like either... Whatever the opposite of the improv technique of yes ending is, is what he was doing. He's like, no, and fuck you. Is what he was doing with everything. So he couldn't riff on anything because he didn't want to go with us anywhere. And then he suddenly started to go down these racist paths that I was trying to steer him away from. But sure. our other guest, Peter Serafinovich, was sort of curious about whether he was serious about what he was saying. So he kept needling him. And he just dug himself deeper. Do you find that he was just like, all he knows to do on these talk shows is to lead into bits? Like doing yeah, that he tonight has a prepared, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of he, he he'd want to do his bit into his jokes. Yeah, like if there was a, if there was ever like he can't be a human being. Yes, if there was a dull spot. He would just have a non sequitur. Like I think they should have breast implants for the back for dancing. And I was like, okay, that wasn't related to anything we were talking about. It's just a thought you had. Not a good idea. Yeah. It's, not it's not a bad, wrong. Good, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's not, just, if you're gonna, wasn't you know, germane to the did conversation. He, did he patent it? But he, the, <laughs> the thing he kept getting, the thing he got racist about was uh, about. Um, height discrepancy in Mexican culture did you did you guys listen to the podcast I listened I listened to some here I didn't get to finish I listened to half of it he, Sarah Finowitz by the way was fucking hysterical yeah, on that yeah. show so Sarah Finowitz was like wait do you it sounds like you hate Mexicans and, he's, and then uh, Gallagher said like wait which ones you mean like the, the tall handsome ones you see on TV down in Mexico descended from the Spaniards or those short fat uh, little ones that are knocking on my door wanting to work on my house and we were like <laughs> what what are you talking about and Peter kept pushing him because he's like, you, are you really aware of what you're saying? And then he tried to turn it into uh, that Gallagher was upset about the racism inherent in Mexican television, that they only put the tall, handsome Spanish descendant people on TV and not the natives of indigenous people or not the descendants of natives. It, like, but it was Crossed the weirdest, with the Germans. But it wasn't, he wasn't. He he was being racist. He wasn't trying to call out someone else's racism. He was blatantly saying like he doesn't so like Peter, Mexicans coming to our country. Uh, it, it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. So Peter tried to make him look not as racist as what you're saying. No, Peter. Peter was like, wait, what are you saying? Where like Matt Kirshen, the other yeah. host, and I were just trying to end that part of the conversation and get back <laughs> on something science related. Yeah, it was really it was really uncomfortable. And so a good 15 minutes of the show was just him going deeper and deeper into this thing about height based. Uh, prejudices in Mexican culture. <laughs> well, not to be like, a, I think it's an age thing. How old do you think he is? Maybe pushing high 50, Six, 60? 60 probably. 60? Do you think he Mid really... Mid-60s, I think. I'd go, I'd go north, north 60s, man. Yeah. Cl- close to the sevens. Do you think he really knows what a podcast is and where it's going to? Or... No, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah I, that's what I don't know. I think he's just like, what, is this a show? Is this radio? What's, what yeah, is there's it? only 40 people in this room. This is just a thing for these people. It's like, mm-hmm. well, no, this is going to get heard. Actually, the spike, you can look at our Libsyn account and the weekly spike we get for downloads, and suddenly it goes 10 times higher Gallagher's week. Oh, like, wow. Pat Oswald tweeted about it. Right, like, right. All these people. Oh, okay. So it picked, you know, blogs picked it up, and there was like a British humor magazine online that was writing about Gallagher's racism. Like, yeah, it got around. Wow. So I don't think you ever would have thought that would have happened. And we weren't trying to get that controversy. Like, the numbers are nice, but, like, I would have rather just had it be... Sure. And, and he wouldn't talk about science. He wouldn't talk about his chemical engineering background. Like and you're... Would, you're the, to be... Your podcast is called Probably Science. It's like, so. we're comedians who have science degrees. Or and contracting degrees, licenses. Contracting licenses. <laughs> and we do, like, a, a breakdown of the week's science stories. And it, it can go in funny directions, but we try to have it be somewhat rooted sure. in Sure. You would science. think he would want to talk about, because nobody asks him about that it, stuff. That's yeah, what yeah. I was hoping, yeah, but it was really just, no, he wanted to go off on his jags about uh, hmm. race stuff, about some of his invention ideas were not awful. He, he patented some things that he was telling us about. Like the jet roller skates, didn't he have those on stage at one point? Is that what we're, right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the, the specials I saw when I was a kid. No, he was trying to think of actual like useful things like a, a, an RF sensor for a shower so that the shower stream turns off as soon as you step out of the out of the shower, which is not a bad idea. I don't know if it's that revolutionary. Um, one of the funniest parts was he was talking about ways to make slot machines more interesting 
and uh, more engaging for the new generation. Like, yeah, you should have skate, like, there should be a video screen. Like, it'll be a skateboarder. And if the, they jump off the ramp and do the same three tricks, then you win. And then Peter had the line of the day. He's like, So you're, you're trying to find a way to get kids into gambling. <laughs> <laughs> and Gallagher was like, Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. He got, he got me there. <laughs> so, Mike, did you talk to Gallagher or you just saw him in the street? I just saw him in the street. I did not, but he just looked like a mm. sad figure standing with all the other. Sad figures that yeah. you might find on a Portland street. Uh, the guy juggling uh, bowling pins and yeah, he said in he, the wizard. He, he, outfit. he was he was yeah. spending his his festival on the street and he was saying, "I'm taking it to the people. I, I'll talk to if you want to come up to me and talk to me about your act. I'll give you advice." So I think he was hoping that he would be this person people would come to for advice on their jokes yeah. and things. Just didn't he gave some unsolicited advice to people that I heard about, but not a lot of solicited. You do got to respect him in a way that I always did in the fact that he did have like, I want to say like, it must have been like 20 HBO specials or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Some, like, maybe a record. I think it was between 15 and 20 oh, shows, really? specials. Wow. A ton. And him, he, Carlin, and Robert Klein have the most yeah, yeah. And he claims <laughs> HBO specials. And he's sort of right to have some responsibility for Comedy Central starting. Like, it was, like there, there were, they needed to be a place to show all of these specials in rerun mm-hmm. or something he has some ties to the starting of comedy central he invented comedy central he invented comedy central <laughs> he patented comedy central okay well i mean there was more obviously than just gallagher at the festival yes there was dana gould reggie watts uh peter serafinowicz robert popper came over from england for it i'm not familiar with robert popper he and Peter created Look Around You. Oh, okay. Have you seen that show? It's the parody of like classroom science movies yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 70s. So funny. Those guys, and those guys have done tons of things together. Um, and you know, Peter's been on and written for like every British comedy from like space to the, to the IT crowd to mm-hmm. just all those kind of things. Um, and he's the voice of Darth Maul yeah. in Star Wars. That I knew. Um, but yeah, so those two were, were, I think, like the hit of the festival because they just don't even come over to the States ever to perform. They hadn't done festivals here, oh, that's cool. I think, ever. And they, They're coming over just for Bridgetown? Yeah. Or they just yeah, happen to actually, be... I, I owe April that. She's friends with them because she spent some time in England and is a huge Anglophile and was friends with them and put me in touch with them. And they're like, yeah, this sounds good. Like, they, it's so cool they did it because they didn't know a thing about me or the festival. Right. They just trusted that... I guess that April wouldn't have led them astray. Yeah. What did they think of Portland? They loved it. Like They said that uh, it, it was... the. I forgot if it was Robert or Peter. One of them said it was the the best, maybe the best week of his life or a super oh fun time. Maybe I'm exact. Maybe I put more. All in because of Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All because. Of well, Gallagher. the weather was very England like. So I mean, I'm sure they were. It always home. is. It was kind of yeah. You know what I saw? In but Portland? everybody says the summer's like beautiful up there. Oh, it's perfect. I got to go up it's to just the summer. Perfect. Yeah. That was my first time ever in Portland. Really? Really? Ever. You, you've been to Bangkok 27 yes. times. It was the last. It was the last <laughs> American city really of any size that I hadn't been to. You've been to Bangkok and not, yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet, yeah. <laughs> there's, so, Malaysia there's a much and, quicker sex tourism trip you could take. I know, but it was Just all... go, to, go to Casa Diablo up in Portland. <laughs> it was Hold on. one of those things I always meant to go to, and then, or like I was going to work there eventually. Right, right. Like, but it just never came about. And that was like one of the main reasons I was so excited about doing the festival. And plus, I heard it was a great festival. Yeah. Did you speaking, explore? Oh, sorry. I was going to say speaking. Oh, yeah, I love I loved the fact that it was just like, it's very compact because mm-hmm. it's smaller than you think it would be. Yeah, it's a pretty small town. Did you go to Powell's Books? Yes. Loved Powell's yeah, Books. Yeah, I love the fact that the train goes right to the downtown. Yeah, from the airport. From the airport. Every, why doesn't every right city the, have that? Every city should have that. <laughs> so we don't agree. have that. We I don't know. have a train that goes to the <laughs> west LA side. And every other airport in this, yeah. The one place you want a train to go to. Yeah, yeah. The most useful place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's so no taxi that. cartel keeping that from happening. <laughs> and I'm a big walker and it's very walking oh, friendly. Oh, it's very walking and, friendly. And, yeah, and yeah. The buses and everything else was great. Uh, but, speaking of Portland, I want to thank uh, Eric for... You don't have your last name for the iTunes review that just went up the other day. Thanks a lot, Eric from Portland or Eric in Portland giving us five stars. Write a review on iTunes if you want. It always helps out the podcast a little bit. Mike? Yeah. What was your favorite show up at Bridgetown? Say, my favorite set was the one I did, and it was the least walking in. It was I thought it was going to be the least fun one. Yeah, it was the, at the Eagles. Oh yeah, that room. What a fun little room you opened for the Fraternal Eagles at Bridgetown. Yeah, I opened for the Eagles <laughs> at Bridgetown. Me, Glenn Fry, right? Um, no, the uh, the Fraternal Order of Eagles. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like a classic a, Eagles Lodge. It's just like, I don't even know what an Eagles Lodge is. It's like, like a, a Moose Lodge, a Moose Lodge, 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 like, like yeah, those, Shriners, yeah. same. Time. Sure, sure. And it's like a VFW hall. It's basically okay. that. And it's like the, the wall of dead people on the, you know, yeah, faces yeah. and flags everywhere. And it's just like, it's a, I guess it'd be a banquet room or something that they kind yeah, of sectioned off. Have it's an event room. To, they, probably, they have bingo. Uh, they have the bingo thing on the wall. Permanent bingo. Permanent oh, nice. bingo yeah. box and lights on the wall. And 
And but the crowd was really cool, and it was a really fun time. Yeah, it's a funky place to have a show. Is that new? It was no, a- we did it uh, at least the. Maybe the the second, maybe the first year we didn't, but the second year on we had it. So it's been okay. like five years now, and it's it's a hit in the same way Tanker is because it's just such a weird mm-hmm. room you wouldn't think would be good for comedy. Or actually, the back patio of, of Bar of the Gods is like that also. It's okay, a I tiny, didn't go to that one. I didn't do only that fits one. twenty people. It's just this bar back patio we just turned into a venue for that week. Um, but yeah, the Eagles Lodge is crazy because it also is run by the members and the, and the the board of the thing who are all. I don't know if they're veterans or, you know, they're all in yeah, their 70s. Yeah, do you know what the... Most of them are, yeah. Do you know what the criteria to Well, I, get I became become... a member, so oh. I'm a contractor and a, and a member of <laughs> yeah, the Eagles yeah, yeah. Lodge. I got a lot of... I juggle a lot and of... And an uh, engineer. What have you done with your life, right? Mike? Come on, you've been to Bangkok 12 times. That's about <laughs> it. Know. And then uh, the Most guy the who runs show. It, the guy is just like this old biker dude. Right. With a little, really long hair and mm-hmm. uh, like the gray beard, the long hair and just like... He's a veteran. Yeah, my name is whatever. I Rocky forgot, or I whatever. Know why I always something like that. His name. But uh, yeah, he's always. A, but he, he loves being the character that everyone like. Yeah, can't believe is calling him out. Like, hey, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. Yeah. Everybody was great. Awesome. So that was a fun set. That yeah, the fun. first year we did it, they were like, "Well, we want to keep the language shouldn't be." And then they saw like that they're getting a lot of people through the door and that it's, it's a fun time. They never drinks. mentioned the language thing again right. after that first year. So they kind of let whatever happened there. Well, what was your favorite show to do up there this year? Um, my favorite that I did was Put Your Hands Together, which is a weekly show here in town. Oh, yeah. UCB. Cameron Esposito's yeah. show. Cameron's been on the show. Comedy Bang Bang. Um, that was a blast. It was uh, Reggie Watts, uh, Seth Herzog, Karen Kilgariff. Um, Cameron, Rhea Butcher. It was just a lot of fun and it was the last night so I was finally like not stressed out. Sure. And could just sort of vent. And I, when I was on stage that night I, I told the story about the email I'd gotten the day before. Like almost all the feedback was positive for the festival. I got one email from someone complaining about this one awful show that she saw at Hollywood Theater and uh, I wrote back to get some more information and found out that she had been seeing a movie in an adjacent theater. And then after that got out, decided to just wander in <laughs> to this comedy show that she hadn't paid for. Right. And then write to me about how bad <laughs> this thing she snuck into was. So, you know, I was like, well, of course, we'll take this to heart because uh, God forbid we would, we would ever lose that coveted uh, non-paying, accidentally stumbling upon comedy demographic. <laughs> it's so crucial to the success of a festival. How, how much has it grown from what you started? I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask oh, I'm that. sorry. I'm running the interview. Oh, that's, that's right. Well, you're fucking I took you're it a TV minds, host, man. man. Sorry, I took it over. Great minds. Uh, it's been, let's see, the first year we only had... 50 comics. Oh, that's still a lot, probably. Um, and we had uh, four stages. And now we have we had 200 comics this year and about 12 stages. And most of the shows were pretty full. And the first year was totally hit or miss until, until Pat and Oswald took the stage at Mount Tabor. So, yeah, like now it's actually become a thing where even if we don't have a name on a given show, like the I think the brand of the festival people trust that we have good comics even if they haven't heard of them yet. So now it's like a self-sustaining thing that um, it's grown. It's been good. Like it's grown, um, I don't know. Uh, a lot? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, guess, I guess if I could look at the numbers, like money-wise, it's like 10 times what it was well, the first great. year. So that's and good. And it's been ranked like number one festival by a few places, number one comedy festival. Yeah, I've I think read. there was a Punchline Magazine readers poll that said that. But um, I mean, it's still not anywhere near. I mean, look at like the scale of something like... Uh, SF Sketch Fest that's a month long and has like Monty Python getting back right. together like it's not we're not trying to compete with that but I think it's a fun thing and a good way to show off a lot of new talent like we have so many people that um, just submit blindly that we get sure. to show off to people that might not have seen them before so. well, it's what got about- the good things in it that, that it's a, a it's a city that performers want to go to sure right B it's got a locals that support it which is a huge yeah, thing yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> it's not that far. It's easy to get to. Yeah, it's true. And you it's can, like you can bring people in. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I remember going to the Aspen Festival when that was going Jesus. on. Jesus. It was really inconvenient to There's get no to. There's no airport there, right? Or well, you there? can fly in, but I mean, some it's a hellacious flight. Do you ever yeah, fly yeah. Oh, yeah. Aspen? Over those Rockies? You got to oh. go over the Rockies and you got to drop really quickly. Ugh. So people who are my ex-girlfriend, she would rather fly to Denver and mm-hmm. drive up three hours Rather than take that flight because she she was so freaked out by it, wow. but you can get snowed in. It's really expensive. Everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's no people who live there who are probably yeah the locals. Fans. No, They're, yeah, the yeah. Lo- the best crowd is the was the um, 
the hotel employees and the bar, the bartenders <laughs> and the waiters yeah, yeah. who were all young, like ski bums. And yeah, they were yeah. great. They were all working during the shows. Tired of dealing with the rich people. Yeah, they just want to fucking unwind. Like, he's really super rich white folk who couldn't care less. It's, just, it's just a boondoggle for HBO, right? It's yeah, just an excuse it was, yeah, yeah. for the execs to go skiing. And when the and, money yeah. dried up, they're like, okay, maybe this is not yeah. convenient anymore. What year did you go? I think I went there in 98 or 99. Mm. Who was there with uh, you? Who did I see in there? I remember seeing the uh, UCB. Which oh, yeah. Like Upright Polar System Gate still, yeah. They're still Upright System The original four. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was like, it was before Amy got SNL or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I had known them from Chicago. But that was like kind of the, one of the big coming mm-hmm. out things that they did. I did a show with Matt Besser last year at Bridgetown. Oh, nice. Last year at Bridgetown. Was it a themed show? No, he did straight stand-up. Yeah. Oh, cool. He did straight stand-up. It was actually it was a good show. It was my favorite show. No, it wasn't my favorite. My favorite show was the Helium one. Um, but when I was starting in Chicago, Matt Besser and Matt Walsh uh, from UCB started, were doing stand-up as well. And they would do these characters, and they were also way off the wall. Oh, yeah. Like way out there. That the club owners didn't know what to do with them. It's not like here where you <laughs> yeah. just give them ten minutes. There you had to start out as an MC, mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, and then uh, so the club owners would go, okay, well we, they can't MC with that characters, and they and they don't have enough to do a half hour in the middle. Right. We don't know what to do what with do them. Do so they it? never got any work. So they just went off and they did more improv and theater. No, Matt Besser did characters and he killed. Yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, Whereas yeah. like if I moved to New York or here, doing those characters stands out more in a, yeah, yeah. on a show. So, yeah, yeah. You know then you're not just another young white guy telling jokes. Why do you think, why do you think Aspen dried up? Well, they moved it again. It was, it was money. It was yeah. all money and there wasn't enough sponsorship up there. I yeah, don't think. Yeah. And hotels were limited. It was just really expensive. Yeah, The to overhead's got to be crazy. It was on really that. expensive yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 And it was, and it was also during pilot season. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, and that's, so like a lot of people wouldn't go or the networks wouldn't go around that time. It was like in February mm-hmm. and they, uh, the altitude was <laughs> screwed people. Really? So, uh, really, in terms of the crowd, so half the crowd went skiing all day, so they're tired to begin uh, with. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, other people, the uh, altitude screwed with people. Then so, you start drinking in that yeah, altitude. Uh, yeah. Add that on top of it, and it was just like it was not good for comedy. I get dizzy in Denver. Yeah, I got dizzy on stage in Denver. We had, we so did I never third, had a problem. Third show on a Saturday night, and I think I told the story before. I apologize to my listeners if I did. And the the, the guy's like, "Hey, third show Saturday, just drink water, buddy. Just drink water." I'm like. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time, dude. I don't know, so I'm just drinking Shot, beer. Whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes into that third show, man, that room just started going oh. around around. Like, I got to sit down for a second. <laughs> oh. I never, uh, that was the only time I ever got affected by altitude. Yeah, in Aspen, sometimes they would have uh, oxygen tanks really? on stage. Wow. I remember seeing an HBO special where they taped up there. Really? That they had taped up in Aspen. And, just not for the old audience? They were showing like, Louis C.K. backstage taking a hit of this oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> is that noticeably different from Denver? It's a lot higher up in Aspen. Well, yeah. Well, Denver is much better comedy town. I mean, it's a city. It's but not even altitude. Altitude wise, like it's uh, yeah, it's a couple higher. thousand feet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah maybe. Because what's a mile high? About six thousand, six seven thousand, right? Five thousand two hundred eighty. Oh well. Oh, good thing we. <laughs> Sorry, have a I was a contractor and an engineer for a little while, guys. <laughs> so you have to know some. Yeah, I think Aspen much. might be up around seven, eight thousand. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what can we look for for Bridgetown? How can listeners who want to come in and check it out, my uh, Pacific Northwest listeners who want to come check it out, how can they uh, set up for, for it next For now, year? you can just uh, follow us on Twitter at Bridgetown or look at our Facebook page. I think it's just Facebook slash Bridgetown Comedy. Um, and we'll post info as it becomes available about who's performing. It's not until next April mm-hmm. or possibly even May. We might move it around a little next year. Um, but we'll open up submissions. We accept submissions from anybody and everybody. So anybody who does stand up and thinks they're funny is welcome to submit. And that probably starts in November. And again, all the info will be on bridgetowncomedy.com or on our, and on our Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Now how many tapes did you, how many submissions did you get? Ah, Who sat through all those? I, I personally watched 440 of them, but that's not anywhere near all of them. Um, yeah, I mean, we try to have two eyes on every video. Uh, it's it's excruciating. It kind of makes you hate stand up for a little while. I shouldn't talk about this part of it because it's like well, you got to tell people like keep it under a certain amount of time. I right? think you we can... said five to ten last year. I think this year we'll probably say three to seven. Um, yeah. Do you get no... through the ten though, or do you get five minutes? You're like, okay, I get this guy. I mean, yeah, you, you can jump around and get a feel for somebody. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like an uninterrupted minute zero to minute 10 for mm-hmm. every one. And then some people would even like write in 
angry with like a screenshot of their Google analytics that show exactly how much time the video was viewed for and in what state and accusing us of not watching it. What? Like, I didn't know you could do that. What? On YouTube? What? I guess you can. Yeah. Or maybe because they set it up as private. So only someone with a link could watch it so they could see that the one view was from, but like some of those numbers end up being like someone sent that to me where I was like, I remember watching all of this guy's tape. Like he, and by doing that, you're kind of putting yourself on a list of like, yeah, douchebag no. list. You're probably not going to be like <laughs> no. the next year. This guy will be guy. fun to have yeah, up at the festival. Like this guy will be awesome. Can't wait to send him his uh, credentials. Yeah. So not to like, well, I wasn't naming names, but uh, <laughs> if you listen to this and that was you, just think next time. How was that ever going to work out in a positive way for you? Well, speaking of positivity, who did you see anybody this year that you didn't know before who you thought was like, wow, this guy's great? Yeah, there were some people like Northwest people because I don't live there anymore. So I don't even know who's coming up there. Like this guy, Parker Postini from mm-hmm. Seattle was hilarious, super dry. Um, there were a bunch of people from around the country that we brought in. Um, uh, who aren't like unknown? I mean, no, nobody's unknown. It's a thing. Like, there's no such thing as like if you're pretty funny, like now you can put your stuff up online and people. Yeah. will... God, it's changed. It's so amazing. But it's great. Like, it's it's a meritocracy. Like, I mean, there's true. There's still favors and things, but like, if you're really funny, if you're undeniable, no matter where you live in the country, like someone's gonna find out about you pretty yeah. soon. So, like when I was starting out in Chicago, there was no way I could have gotten into a festival in Seattle without some big agent putting me right. under you couldn't yeah just, yeah i couldn't be just some guy you know, just yeah look at my stuff here or oh, i would send you a tape that would have gotten you know yeah, set your yeah. drink on it that's what i liked about bridgetown was hey meeting a bunch of listeners and yeah, then, yeah. And there's somebody who's like oh yeah i know you and i'm like oh that's mm-hmm. cool and the donut and the do- oh, oh, donuts. no <laughs> dude i i ate an m&m donut yeah, the first night sure. there, the first night there, I think I digested it a week and a half later. <laughs> it was sat in my stomach. It was awful. Yeah, pizza and donuts all weekend is and beer. all I ate. And pizza, beer. donuts, yeah. and beer all weekend. It takes me like a solid week afterwards to have a solid um, movement. You have a cleanse? You do a cleanse after? I should. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do much of any. Uh, I, I meant to, I always mean to take a vacation afterwards, and then I just put it off. And then after like a month, you're like, well, the window's closed on me feeling justified in right, vacationing yeah. now. So yeah, I thought we were gonna surf. What happened to that? I was gonna go with Graham Elwood to Hawaii. He backed out. I'm like, I'm not gonna go to Hawaii alone. No, I should. Why just not? Gone. I should have go gone. to Hawaii. I, I know you do that all the time. I should. Well, just you're gone. the two fucking single guys. I'm yeah, not going the, alone. The married guy with the fucking kid <laughs> with diarrhea is like, I'm going now. Please. Yeah. I had a chance. I'm on a plane. <laughs> If you're gonna go, yeah, go far. If you're gonna go solo, go to like uh, someplace. I should have yeah. gone to Central. I should have gone to Central America. I never been there. I should have gone yeah, to Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica. I was awesome. just in Panama passed. and Honduras and uh, Costa Rica. You would love. Oh ours. man, you can listen to it about that on Mike Siegel's Travel on Tales, the Travel Podcast. Tales Podcast. Yep. TravelTalesPodcast.com. All right. Before we get out of here, I just want to ask Mike Siegel two questions. Okay. Uh, when you got started in Chicago, when you started out, how many clubs were open? Uh, when I started, this is. I mean. 1990 mm-hmm. and in that time there was i think 15 15 or 16 full-time comedy clubs between the city and the suburbs okay wow. and within six hey, months my next question mm-hmm. how many were open a year later half of them <laughs> oh man half That's of them amazing. i mean i just got in and i get into comedy like i buy real estate right I wait for the peak of the market and that's when i get in <laughs> and watch it crash immediately <laughs> well and it did i just got the end of the comedy boom and it all and there was a recession it was it was bad bad but it, it all comes around again it all comes around yeah. again now but i mean not to like those levels yet no it'll never that's, come back yeah, oh, yeah that, that was, was ridiculous they were flying middles around for really? giving them air and yeah oh oh yeah wow Oh man, thousand dollars and plus air and you know just to. But it was all just paid in Coke, right? Everything was. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hear those stories. Guys would get paid. How do you want it? Like half cash, half Coke. Right. Do you want it all oh Coke? God. Do you want? That's awesome. Oh my god. Ah, oh, I can't believe I missed those days. <laughs> Speaking of those days, I met Emo Phillips last night. Oh, oh. Chicago guy. Oh, was he a Chicago guy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, nice guy, man. That's he was up there with Weird Al with people that I. Be, he is a very ecstatic. Nice guy. He was super that, cool. He, yeah. he he produces a show at I O, and I opened that show last night for the L A Improv Festival. And he's like, "Hey, if you ever want to come and write anything, come." And do it's it. still that kind of emo voice. Yeah, yeah, it's still. And uh, his wife, knockout. Yeah, total babe. Attaboy. You he deserves think- that. You write jokes that good? Yeah, you deserve <laughs> that. That's- All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on to the show and and sitting in my bedroom. 
been nice. Sorry yeah, yeah, about the contractors. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll get that. We, I just got a text from him while we're recording this, so he probably tore down my pool. <laughs> so, uh, Andy Wood, where can we see you? And you can is there listen, a website. What's up? You where? can go to probablyscience.com to uh, subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm. I do with Matt Kirshen or follow me on Twitter at Andy T. Wood. And oh, you can listen to the episode I did of Probably Science. That's true. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm sorry. It hasn't happened. Yet, That's right. This, yes, it's been yeah. a year and a half. <laughs> I keep meaning to, like, like you, you, Lachlan, Graham, uh, all you Westsiders, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you'll come up to the Valley, we'll do it anytime. Not that we want. didn't, haven't tried. It just hasn't worked yes, out. Yes, it'll happen. It'll happen. Mike Siegel? TravelTalesPodcast.com and FunnyMike.com. All right. Follow me, FunnyMike, on Twitter and TravelTalesPod on Twitter. Awesome. And I, of course, am Murray Valeriano. We have shirts. Uh, by the way, you guys are not getting a T-shirt today. Oh, I don't know what they did with them. <laughs> they don't, the whole studio was set up. They took everything and piled it in the garage. I don't know where my T-shirts They're are. wiping up paint with them outside. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go dig out my mixer and the headphones don't work. Um, but I do, I do have the T-shirts for sale. Um, they just go to supply and beer for the comics. I'm not getting rich off of them. I mean, so seriously, buy those shirts. <laughs> yeah. So, and by the way, today is sponsored by Sam Adams Summer Ale. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're they're twenty bucks in the store. Uh, that includes shipping and handling. So you know, all that money goes to food, beer for these guys. They give up their time. They're very busy. And I thank you both very much for coming onto the show. Thanks a lot. Thank, thank you, you for having us. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette, trunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.